The following program may contain discussion of topics that are surreal, strange, or controversial. Suspension of disbelief is encouraged. So panic. <laughs> Hey, what's up? What is going on? You are listening to Graveyard Shift right here on 88.5 FM WCUG Cougar Radio. My name is Matt. I'm Amelia. And we have a special guest here if you want to introduce yourself. Uh, hey, my name is Asher Brooks. Cool. Um, so we're, this is the thing we are talking about last week, by the way. Last week we were kind of just teasing you because um, we were like, not teasing you, but we were teasing the idea that you were coming on here. You can tease me. <laughs> I'm, I'm very teasable. <laughs> yeah, so we have a, this very special guest here. Um, first time we're really doing something super local, or second time, actually. Um, second. Could you introduce yourself? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, my name is Asher Brooks. I work for a local tour company called uh, Columbus Eats Food Tours, but we're starting our haunted tours uh, just two weeks ago, and so I'm really, really excited about that. So I want to I wanna go ahead and dive right into our questions. Um so where did this idea come from? Uh, well, so haunted tours have been a thing for years upon years. I mean, Savannah, Georgia is positively crawling with them. Mm -hmm. um, but I had recently graduated and I wanted to do something new and I wanted to do something that I could really take ownership of. And a good friend of mine is obsessed with ghosts. Um, and so I just started to do some research and I found there's a lot of stuff in Columbus that really, really matches up well. We have a whole bunch of history. I mean, because George has been here since the 13 original colonies. So it's not like somebody like, you know, Texas or mm -hmm. maybe even like Nevada that has less history. Like we've got plenty of history and all of it is terrible. Mm -hmm. Like cause yeah. we're the South. I mean, there's no there's no <laughs> there's, good about it. <laughs> there's no, you know, lack of crime to go yeah, around. For sure. It's pretty cool. So what what is can you give us an example of a place in Columbus that you've been that you've like wanna you want people to like see this? Absolutely. Uh so the Springer Opera House, which oh. is about two blocks from us. That is the most haunted building, I, I'm pretty sure, in the state. Um Savannah can talk about the haunted city, but like ghosts per square foot. And I don't usually talk like that because I'm not a very like I'm not a very ghosty person most of the time. Right. Most of them like I you know, I think the stories are super interesting. But I've worked at the Springer Opera House. And no, no, it's really haunted and it's terrifying. I am afraid to go in there now because we're working with them. We're going to be doing tours in the Spring Opera House. Mm -hmm. um, and I am going around and all the stories I'm like checking to make sure they're respectful mm -hmm. because I don't want to take anything off, take anybody or anything off. Like they have <laughs> um, one of the ghosts specifically is the ghost of stuff you need. And this is terrifying because of its clockwork like regularity mm -hmm. um so people are always pulling costumes and stuff from the ancient huge costume loft up there mm -hmm. and there's millions of things in there and so occasionally a person will go up there get frustrated and be like you know what? i just need a so-and-so so-and-so mm -hmm. and then they'll walk downstairs and have a cigarette or you know get a coke or whatever and then 20 minutes later they'll go up there and it's the first thing they see it'll wow. be it'll be sitting on a rack or it'll be laying on the floor or on a table another friend of mine um uh can't remember. We were working on Beauty and the Beast, and he told me he was looking for a golden rose for Belle's costume. Mm -hmm. And he goes up there, and he doesn't even get the chance to leave. He says, you know, I just need a stinking rose to put on this stinking dress so I can go home. And he turns around, and the moment he turns around, a box falls over, crashes onto the ground, and he sees a rose inside. And he picks it up, 
quietly says thank you and leaves. Good secretary work. He refuses <laughs> to go back in there now. It's it's not not something he is about. He refuses to go in there. So it's terrifying. I believe I wouldn't. That's anything falling over is that's a nope moment. I'm oh absolutely. It's a nope moment. Many people have died in that building. Really? Many people have died. I mm. want to say under ten, uh-huh. but above three. Too many. Too many. Really. Too, too many. many. Any amount of dead people, I would posit, is a, an unhealthy amount of dead people. Yeah, especially in a single building. Yeah, and it's just getting bigger and bigger and engulfing other stores. Like uh, one of the buildings that used to be on that block used to be a flower shop. Mm-hmm. But the owner made the uh, Springer promise. She said, you can't change the structure of the building. Not Nothing whatsoever. I want it to remain with all my good memories. They didn't change anything about it. And every few years, somebody's like, hey, why does it smell like so much like flowers in there? And they're like... Yeah, that's Miss Broda. She just hangs out in the room, like, and it make it occasionally will just smell heavily of roses. Wow. Um, one lady said that she was cleaning up in there, and somebody, as she was leaving, she heard a voice behind her go, "Thanks for coming," and then just like this huge wind gust of rose smell. Nope. And then she shut the door and she walked away. <laughs> Did she turn around? That's one of those. You do not turn around. Do not look back. You don't want to see anything looking at you. You got to run. No, the answer is never to turn around and look behind you. The answer <laughs> is to keep walking directly forward. Um, looking for exit signs. Do you do you um, guys do any tours of the Dillingham Bridge over there? Uh, we do. We talk about the um, it was how it was burned down um, by the union, not the union. So the Confederates burned it down because yeah. they thought the union was about to cross, mm-hmm. but they were jumpy and it was all old boys and young men. You know, because there was no there was no able bodied men in you know Columbus. There may be like six, um, and so you know some older guy or some young guy is holding the match and it goes off too early, and so the entire bridge burns down and the union's just watching that's awkward it yeah it was, <laughs> it's it's there's a lot of really awkward battles like they forget to tell you that the reason the battle of gettysburg and all that took so long is because people were just awkwardly shuffling around aiming at each other and it <laughs> wasn't going well like wow. uh, muskets are hard to aim and especially if you just point big blocks of people at one another it's the whole thing ah uh, yeah because uh amelia here you had a story about dillingham bridge that you'd, you'd probably be interested in it well you, you you told me it was like nighttime or something yep Come on, tell the and story. I don't like it. Tell the story. Tell the story. <laughs> also, while you're talking about the Springer Opera House, been there once, never going there again. <laughs> we'll we'll miss your patronage. <laughs> what what happened? Uh-huh. Uh, what? Uh, which one? The what what happened to you at the Springer, and what happened to you? Okay, at, at this. Okay, first I should probably let you know I'm mm-hmm. one of those that I can see and sense and feel and hear ghost. I got you. And I went in to see the Peanuts, one of the Peanuts shows. It had Linus with the blanket. I don't know. It was like six years ago or something like that. But anyways, I sat in there and I literally couldn't breathe. And I was freaking out because I felt like I was being crushed because I was just being overwhelmed by so many. And I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm done. Not coming back. <laughs> Which uh, theater were you in? Were you in the dot or the uh, the big main stage? The one looking straight. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. The, I was the, like three rows from the front. <laughs> I got you. No, that uh, so that whole room, the whole main stage of the theater, they constantly have to have people come in and relatch the doors on the sides, mm. um, because at night the doors just open as if people are walking through them, wow. and then the seats just mm-hmm. tilt down while you're not paying attention, and then you look out and it's like there are six people sitting in the audience watching yep. you. Wow, mm-hmm. it's. Freaky. I thought my seat was jacked up. But uh-huh. apparently that's what happened. There, there's I'd, full-time maintenance people that fix those chairs. That's cool. All day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So no, no, haven't been back. Don't plan to. Yeah. I, no. I haven't been there since I was like 12. Well, I mean, like I go for no shame um, on Fridays and stuff, but. 
I don't even like driving by the building. Like driving by the building, I still get freaked out. It's like it still feels the same way. It's because like the windows are, seem like they're designed that you'll see something in a window. You'll like be looking and there's someone looking at you. Oh, absolutely. Well, the whole building is just the creepiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I think it's absolutely beautiful. But the more pretty something is, the more terrifying it is in the oh, dark. Yeah, for sure. Um, there is there is stained glass. Anytime you ever to go into a church after dark and you see stained glass, mm-hmm. stained Mm-mm. glass without any light behind it is demon glass. Like yeah. they should just rename it because it's terrifying. Oh yeah, because oh, I, I don't was, go to churches at all at night. Mm-hmm. I went to St George's Cathedral in Bath in England, and I was like, I would never come here at night. I didn't even want to be there in the day. It's because stained glass everywhere. Old there's you know because they're in England they're buried in the church. Yeah, no, I'm good. Remain close to your ancestors. You know, I'm good. That's why we keep grandma in the kitchen next to the peanut butter. I'm good. No. I'm good without it. This is grandma and this is the Skippy. You know? Yeah, no. For sure. I, no, not with me. I feel that like that's a, yeah, Southern no. thing, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's I, very Southern to keep, your, to keep your family around. Um, but what were you saying about Dillingham? So me and my friend were down there at... God, it was past midnight, so we probably shouldn't have been down on the river walk. But we had just kind of been talking and talking and lost track of time. And um, I was like, you know, I don't, we need to go. Because I could tell something was coming, but I couldn't tell what. And I kept, like, looking off behind her because I could feel something bad in that direction. But I didn't know what it was. I knew, but I didn't want to tell her, obviously. And she's like, why are you so hurry to get out of here? I'm like, just shut it and let's go. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm like, let's go. So I finally grabbed her and dragged her up the steps. And as we're walking up the steps, she like stops and looks at me and goes, I can't breathe. I said, I know it's choking you. It's choking me too. <laughs> you want to know what it is? She said, nope. <laughs> and I said, we need to get to the car. We need to get the car now because it's trying to kill us both. And we took off as fast as possible, got to the car. Stupid thing followed us to the car. Yeah. We got in the car. She backed out and took off. And we, I haven't I haven't gone near that dredge again. It's, it's a really dark place down As in terms like, it, it, like I, even in I the daytime. I literally will stop breathing because I'm so overwhelmed. But it was like she said, I, she told me afterwards that she literally felt the hands on her neck. And I said, yeah, I know. I did too. <laughs> You guys want to hear a really creepy story? Yes. You said something about hands on the neck, and it got me thinking. Um, so this one's pretty interesting. I found this out. This is actually not on the tour because it's a little recent. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll tell you guys. So Columbus has had a, a serial killer um, really? recently. Not recently, but within the last 50 years. Recent enough that it's not spooky. It's, right. just, it's just scary. It's just <laughs> scary. Um, uh, his name was the Stocking Strangler, and he killed... Six women here in Columbus, all elderly, all over the age of 50. Oh. Um, and his MO is that he would break into their houses, he would beat the crap out of them, he would assault them, and then he would strangle them to death with their own stocking. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, I know it's really sad. Um, and they eventually caught him, but for the longest time, they had no idea who he is. And I have all these old newspaper clippings from all this research I did. Um, so I went back to the day after every murder. Like, because on Wikipedia they have the day that they were murdered. So I went back into the old library records, the newspapers, and found the day after. Y'all, this town was going nuts. Really? Like, the police had no idea what was going on. There, like, there were two or three bounties on this guy's head. Mm-hmm. You know, they were there were um, neighborhood watches being set up around elderly women's homes because they didn't know what was going on. So Ruth Schwab, the lady who donated all, well, the lady whose husband donated all the money for the um, the Schwab school. Mm-hmm. 
she was attacked in her home. Really? Yes, she was. And she had a panic button because they were filthy, stinking rich. Right. So she, you know, put her hand underneath the bed and smack, hit the panic button. And so an alarm went off in the house and it called a neighbor. So the neighbor calls the police and runs over with the gun. And so she doesn't see who's get, you know, who's on top of her. And so she kind of pushes him off and he hears the alarm and he jumps out a back window. So the police are called and everybody calms down and, you know, she's okay. And then they found out. Guess what he did that night? Guess where he went? Where? He went two houses down and did the same thing to somebody else. <laughs> like, they were scouring backyards and, you know, gardens and rain, you know, rain gutters looking for this guy. He's in a house two doors down. Wow. Taking his time with a lady. And wow. it is just awful. That's um, crazy. They eventually caught him. There was this guy who sent in a letter saying that, um, I am the chairman of this force of like white vigilantes and I am the chairman of the forces of evil. And I know that the stocking strangler is a black man because you guys have put all this stuff out about it. And it was widely believed that he was a black guy. And he says, I've kidnapped these two black prostitutes. Oh no. And if you don't find him, Columbus police department, like, cause these letters were sent to the police department. If you don't find him and bring him to jail, I'm going to kill him and I'm going to leave him out there for you to find. And so he did because the police couldn't find it. And so the police followed note after note after note and eventually they figured out this was just a completely different serial killer, just trying to use it as an excuse. Um, so it turned out to be this other guy on Fort Benning called William Young, mm -hmm. who had just been pretending to be a bunch of white vigilantes so he could murder black prostitutes. Like he was just, it was just his thing. Wow. Mm -hmm. But eventually they figured out who it was. They, um, they got his fingerprints. And it turns out it was this guy named Carlton Gary, who had been arrested like 18 times and had escaped prison three times. And he was currently, he had just escaped prison again. And so he was on a run for the year. He's on the run for a year afterwards. Wow. Um, so they eventually caught him and brought him in. He was excited to get back to his work, I guess. <laughs> yep. That's unfortunate. Uh, he was executed in March of this year. This Wow. I'm surprised I didn't even hear that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so low profile. It, it, well, he, he went through all, these, all, the, all the appeals and everything. Um, and I actually watched the last interview they did with him. Um, and he professes, he professed innocence to most of it. Um, cause he was one of his big defenses and all the early, um, all the early legal stuff was that, you know, yeah, I was in the house. Yeah. We may have hit the old lady, but I never killed her. It was always this other guy. It was always an accomplice that wasn't around. You know, it was, he got off for two or three things in New York by playing it that way. Um, and he would keep doing that. And so he always, even to the end, he was like, nope, it was an accomplice. I didn't do it. You know, mm. he had a wife too. Who oh. believed him, which is, I mean, I guess if she believes him, it brings her personal happiness. Yeah, yeah. He's in prison. It's not like, you know, I mean, he's he's gone, so it's not like it's going to be any problems. But right. I always feel very concerned. I'm always just like, why? Why do you why do you hang out with a serial killer? Yeah. I want to know what you do in your other time. It's always bothered me when, like, you'll see, like, uh, death row inmates, and they're like, they know all this stuff. I, if, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like that's, like, the time to confess everything, because you're already on death row, just like. I mean, I guess that's what most of these people want because it is a thing. Like people in on death row will get letters and things from like women or men who find them attractive because you know serial killers are usually male mm -hmm. that so doesn't have the same equivalent. But um, it's this really weird trend, and I guess that's what those people are hoping is that you know if I write them and then their final moments of their life, they'll have a, a some sort of connection. Mm -hmm. I guess it's very odd, but I'm grateful for it because if people didn't like to hear about this kind of thing, I wouldn't have wouldn't have any tickets to sell. So. Right. Right. I'm very appreciative of those of you who like uh, who like murder and stuff. I like murder too. Yeah, yeah. It's we even have a whole show dedicated to murder. But so um, when so how like is it like a certain type of time of year you guys do the 
tours? Uh, well, yes. Yeah, so I actually just got this started up. This is the first time we're doing it. Um, and so we had some really, really good success. Our first tour was sold out. The second wow. tour was like 16 people. And then we had people showing up, the, you know, the day of. Um, so we're, yeah, we're hoping that it's seasonal. I know that definitely the Springer thing is seasonal. Um, just because they're a working theater, we don't want to be all up in their grill, quote unquote, <laughs> right, right, right. all the time. Uh, but I'm definitely hoping to expand it. And if people are interested in keeping on doing it, uh, I'm not going to say no. Um, but yeah, we are planning to run until basically maybe late October, mid November, you know, we're going to probably do Halloween and everything, oh, yeah. but we're going to be doing the Springer exploration tour with the flashlights and everything. Mm. That's going to be on Halloween. Oh, so, yes. I'm we should do excited. a tour. You should. You should come. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. We should. Yeah, it'd be great for content. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm just excited to get into the Springer with flashlights because, like, that's the tour. We're doing the tour in the dark with mm-hmm. flashlights. Um, and we're going to go up and see hey. all the different things about the Springer. That, wanna? that actually does not sound scary. Not you want to so like usually. I'm a little background. I'm super scared of a lot of things. No, it's okay. I am a. I have a card carrying coward. Like, don't worry. I have a. I have a card that says coward on it. It gets me out of dangerous situations. I just give that to the mugger and ten dollars. Be like, right. Hi, I'm a coward. Goodbye. <laughs> That's me. And usually I'd be scared of, but that sounds so interesting. And I want to do it. I mean, it sounds scary, but it's not like right now. I'm not like because no. you wanted me to do Pope's Haunted Farm. Not doing it. Never no, not I, there. I wanted you to do Sloth's Furnace. Oh, also not doing that. I always find there's a little bit of a difference between, like, I used to work for a bunch of haunted houses, mm-hmm. and I love haunted houses. But I think haunted houses are more about, like, physical danger. Yeah. Like, I love the mazes and everything. It's about, you know, I'm physically in a space where I am uncomfortable, and it's about, you know, me trying to find my way out of that. Mm-hmm. But this is more generally like, you know, it's an unsettling, creepy place. Mm. And I, I really like realistic, like, not fake. Yeah, like, I, you know, it's not... Because if somebody jumps out with you a chainsaw and a rubber mask, you know, that's that's scary. Yeah. But in a minute, I'm going to be like, did you guys see how that guy was made out of rubber and it wasn't a real chainsaw? Yeah. <laughs> see, and, I like, swing. regaining my masculinity <laughs> for having screamed like a little, you know, like, like a little like a little whitey person. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> Matt knows, too, because I've said it several times, but I'm not one of those that screams, like, you scare me, I'm going to punch you. Just because... <laughs> Thanks, thanks. The way that my life has been. <laughs> so, like, being bullied and all. So, when, when you scare me, especially from the back, I'm probably going to punch you. Well, yeah. So, that's not, that's my first instinct when I get scared. But when it's, like, realistic ghost stuff, that doesn't bother me. You can't punch a ghost. Well, no, but I mean, it's like yeah, when, exactly. when most people Fingers would crossed. like freak out and run, I'm just kind of like, hey, what's up? Mm, you're in here. Awesome. I've never been in that. Don't bother me. I've never been in that situation yet. You've never been punched by a ghost? No. <laughs> I've never been in a situation where I'm like in there like was, a haunted space before. And it's, you'll find it hilarious. There was back before Matt came, it was Betty that was here. And we were doing um, one show where we were just reading these like creepy stories and this one lady said she had a ghost and she tried to hit it with a bat. And I lost it that is awkward. on the show laughing so hard. And Betty, I tried so hard to recover. I'm like, how do you hit a ghost with a bat? You just have to believe. It's like that thing with fairies. Like, I can punch ghosts. Wham. I pan punch ghosts. Wham. You know, that's that's how you it's have like to do it. It's can't a can't harm a ghost with a... Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a salty bat. Like, they had salt on it. Salt oh, well. gets rid of ghosts. I learned that from Supernatural. Does it really? <laughs> no. I mean, uh, well, okay. So, in some circles, yes. If you follow the Catholic... The Catholic I can't say it. The Catholic tradition of getting rid of ghosts, yes. Salt would work. Mm-hmm. But if you believe ghosts are just, you know, 
things that are out to make us feel spooky, um, then no, salt will not work. Mm. Um, I personally don't think salt does a lot. All I know is because I've eaten a lot of cheeseburgers, I'm like probably 30% <laughs> salt by this point. So, you know, and haunted stuff still happens to me occasionally. So I'm not repelling right. ghosts naturally. And I'm like, I'm just a salty person. So like, <laughs> just walk around with one of your diva friends yes. and you, you'll all be protected. <laughs> we're, we're fine here. Yeah, no, it's perfect. <laughs> um, so I wanted to, um, have you heard of the, uh, what's it called? Winton house? The Winton house. Yeah. Uh, so I've heard of a couple different houses. There was one called a Thou- house of a thousand corpses. Yes. I know that one. Yeah. I actually, so from what research I did and there's a natural caveat in my voice, you hear me covering my own butt. Um, <laughs> but from the research I did, I don't think that story ever happened. So mm. the story that I heard was that the, uh, owner of the man, uh, the owner of the house, it had been a plantation, a mm-hmm. slave plantation. And that a n- huge number of slaves had been killed, like, unjustly. I mean, it was all unjust, but, right. like, a whole bunch of them had been killed. A large number, like, 18 or 20 had been mm-hmm. killed and married in a mass grave. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is nothing really to support that. Right. Um, like, from what we records know, he was generally a pretty, like, he was a pretty relatively okay slave owner. Like, didn't randomly kill people. I mean, he didn't free any of them, so right. he's not a p- great person. <laughs> but, you know, he didn't, you know, randomly kill people. Now, his son was known to be awful. Mm-hmm. And, like, often beat the crap out of anybody. Um, but there's not a lot to support that that actually happened. Although I would love to find out more about it. I could find a very frustrating amount of information on it. Well, I feel like with all of the technology we have today, especially the military and all, how they can see, like, underground, I feel like you should be able at some point to look at the ground and prove yes or no, there is bodies there, there is bones there mm-hmm. or not, you know? Well, uh, then let me tell you the story of Lake Lanier, actually. Uh, Where's that? So Lake Lanier is far up in North Georgia, but mm-hmm. it's the lake that feeds the Chattahoochee, oh, okay. our river. So it's the same water. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still very, very cursed. Right. And so the reason that Lake Lanier is so cursed, uh, it's just awful, is because there are two towns down there. Mm. Um, so before they made the, the lake, there was two townships. There was a couple of cemeteries, probably I think about six, six or seven. Um, they desecrated all of those graveyards and they pulled up all the bodies and stuff out of them and moved them to other places but you know the government and how (laughs) how just pitch perfect they are with stuff so i mean it's pretty reasonable to assume there's a graveyard and a half down there still um and also there are these really 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 terrifying stories that come out about it there are a lot of crashes and mysterious accidents like i believe it's about 18 people have died this year Mm. alone already on top of Lake Lanier, but um, in the 70s, a truck carrying chickens, like wholesale chickens, crashed into the... crashed into the lake. And so they sent divers in after it after about two days to see if they could get the engine block back. Mm -hmm. And so the divers came back and were like, "Um, we're good. We're not going back down there. There are monsters. And, you know, every adult in the room were like, monsters? Did you see a fish? And the diver was like, no, I saw a monster and screw all of you for judging me. And he left like multiple divers pieced out. And so they got some new ones, some military ones, and they equipped them with some like, like, you know, military equipment, like some harpoon rifles and stuff. Right. And sent them down there with like high powered flashlights. And it turned out that there were these massive schools of catfish that had been living off the garbage and all the dumpster trash that nobody had ever taken out of the town before they flooded the whole thing. And so catfish are one of those things that just keeps growing. If Mm. you just keep feeding it, it'll just get bigger. So they had catfish about eight feet long that were just destroying this truck because there were chickens inside. And so these divers report seeing the catfish, I mean, just beating the crap out of the side of this truck, ripping it open, and then just... Like, you know, full on narfing the chickens, like 
hole. Wow. And so the divers were like, yeah, that engine block screwed. We're leaving. <laughs> like, even the military guys were like, mm, yep, these are monsters. Yeah, Bye. Say, those mm. are going to eat you. <laughs> like, even when we were seeing, like, somebody really tough paddle really fast. But just, you know, <laughs> it's like a penguin trying to get away. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I'd never even heard of because I know there's also a reservoir up in New York that they did something like that too. It was like three or four towns or something crazy. I don't know why the government likes to swallow towns with lakes. It seems to be an odd thing to want to do. Right, because I'm like, there's a lot of random land out there. Yeah. I mean, uh, you could just, I don't know, we have these things called water towers. I don't know how <laughs> inefficient they are, but we could put water in there. Right. I've seen people do it. Yeah. I on that movie once where there was a mermaid in a water tower. In a, really? Yeah, it was called Aquamarine. I'm not sponsored by that movie. I just remembered it. I never heard of that. <laughs> My sister did, and we watched it 17 times because she loved it. So, Oh, is it a good movie? No, it's one of those movies that we watched 17 times because she loved it. Like Vampire Sucks sort of thing. Have I, you heard of that movie? I have not heard of Vampire it's Sucks. It's horrible. It's a it's a parody movie of uh, Twilight. Ah. And it's a horrible movie, but I love stupid humor. It's like the disaster movie. Ah, it's scary. like Starving Games? Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's basically like SNL. Yes. yes. Perfect. Have you ever seen Tusk? No. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about Tusk now. Um, so Tusk is one of those horror movies that's secretly a horror comedy. Mm. Um, it's like got Justin Long in it. It was written by Kevin Smith. Um, it's got Johnny Depp in it secretly. Um, <laughs> he's 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 not even listed in the credits. He's listed as the name of his character in the oh. credits. It's fantastic. Um, and the whole movie, the whole premise of the movie is if, what if Human Centipede wasn't about centipedes? It was just this one guy wanted to have a walrus friend because he missed his walrus friend. And so the whole movie is Justin Long being slowly, surgically turned into a walrus. It is the weirdest, scariest, creepiest thing that's ever happened on stage, like on the screen in front of me. Uh-huh. And I, you should get all of your friends together and tell them you're going to watch a horror movie. But it's not. At the end, it's just, it's just, it's all hilarious. Is it scary at all, though? It's, it's very thrilling. Like when he, when he does certain things, or when a lot of the early horror stuff is happening, all the setup is perfectly played for horror. Mm-hmm. Just the end, the end is just one big screw you in your face, like because it, you know it's not going to end well, but it ends in the worst possible way, the worst possible way that it can end, and it's, it's just fantastic. I have to look it up. That's like that movie we had to watch in. Um Video production with Dr. Slade. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Yeah, I can't think of it right now. Rocky Horror Picture Show? That one. I love the Rocky That Horror is Picture amazing. Show. I'm actually going to be in the um, one of the Shadowcast productions of that. What? Um, on, on, on what? Not, isn't, it's not going to be Halloween night because that's on a Wednesday. So it'll be that Friday, I think. Is I it? didn't know they're doing it again because I went to it my freshman year. You should always go. It's going to be dope. It's gonna oh, be I amazing. believe it. Because when I when I first went in my freshman year, uh, that was the first time I ever seen Rocky Horror. So everyone's throwing rice and saying like, um, "Dang, Jan, yeah, yeah." Can't cuss. But um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, "What's happening?" Everyone's screaming oh, at the the actors. I was mm. so uncomfortable. Oh my gosh! But then I watched it. And I was like, "Okay, this is that. This is the place to be." It is. It is. It's one of the. It's like the first time you go to a con. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a con. Yeah. First time yep, you go to a con, you're like, "Oh, these are my people." I was just around people who didn't understand me, and yep. now I am home. Uh, Rocky Horror was like that for me because I like I'm very you know masculine kind of guy. But then the feather boas and everything came out, and I was like, "This is great! I love this. This is I don't know why this is my thing, but this is it. Perfect. Yes, it was I great. I don't understand why this is exactly what I want. <laughs> so, um, just to kind of full circle, um, heard of circles? Yes. Um, so, is there like a website people can go to? Absolutely. Uh, so, if you want to come take a tour, you should go to ColumbusEatsFoodTours.com. 
Um, if you would like to do anything with us, I would certainly suggest going to that website. We also start at Fountain City uh-huh. every tour, and we get a nice drink from them every time. So if you're interested in learning more about us and you want to do it physically, uh, we're there at 8 o'clock on Friday nights usually. Um, so, yeah, please come take a tour cool. with us. We're lovely. So we have to take a break now. And thank you so much for coming. Um, thank you for again. having me. My name is Asher Brooks. Yes. And you're going to be, you're probably a great tour guide, right? I am uh, a tar- uh, awful tour guide. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm a pretty good flirt. So you should come on the tour. It'll be great. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, we are um, just taking our break, by the way. Like, yeah. we'll be back. Oh, fantastic. Cool. But, um, yeah, I'm de- we definitely have to do a tour. But, um, oh, wow. We never even, you can choose a song. What's a song you're into right now? What's a song I'm into right now? Uh, Gambino's new Summertime or In Summer. I don't know if you guys have the rights to play something like that. As long as it doesn't have anything bad or like cursing. Ooh, I can't promise that. It's Gambino. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I, preface in, that in my brain. Let me type in clean. I'm sure. Yeah, it's yeah. Clean. If there's a clean. Yeah, if there's a clean. No, version. don't play. <laughs> Sponsored by yeah, whatever that is. I don't want to. Don't want to. It's give a up. secret, listeners. We can't tell you what the ad is right now. <laughs> but it's so dope. <laughs> we're gonna go on a break right now. It's um. Summertime Magic by Childish Gambino. Is that right? Yes, I believe so. I don't want to say his name wrong. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna hope it's clean. Okay, we'll be back. Son of the sun 
Uh, and we're back. Um, you're tuned into 88.5 FM, WCUG Cougar Radio is the Graveyard Shift. My name is Matt. I'm Amelia. And we're here with Asher Brooks. Cool. So um, just over the break, we were talking about... Uh, uh, sorry, I dropped uh, my mic. <laughs> we were talking about... Stop um, that wrench. <laughs> what were we talking about? You know what you're talking about. Me, the Gordon House, because um, out in Harris County, because um, I have a funny story, actually, for go you. Go ahead, please. Um, I can't... Ah, there we go. I was like, wait, I can't hear. Um, so before we moved out to Harris County, we lived in Columbus. Mm-hmm. My aunt lived out there for God knows how long before Harris County became all popular and stuff. So she was going around trying to find us a house. Well, my aunt gets all these people from her work and says, hey, guys, let's go check out this house for my sister. And they get up, they pull up. My aunt gets out the car and all the guys are like, we ain't getting out the car. And my aunt walks all the way up to the house. She's putting her hands on the window, looking in, trying to open the door. And they're like, you know what house this is, right? And she's like, no. They're like, that's the Gordon house. It's haunted. She was like, oh, we I've like, never heard of that. Thanks, Aunt. <laughs> so I've heard of, yeah, I haven't heard of the Gordon House. I've heard of... That's what I call it. Okay, so what's the story associated with it? Because I I know a lady's story by the name of Heidi Wyrick who hung out with a guy, but hung out with a ghost. It may be a different story, though. What? Why is the Gordon House haunted? Well, it's the one that, I forget his first name, but Gordy was the one that lived in it. Ah, okay, yes. 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 And well, the little kid played with it, mm-hmm, with him. And yes. then when they moved out... That's when all the crazy stuff started happening. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, the the big story for that one uh, has always been that um, there was a young lady named Heidi who had an imaginary friend. Um, and for the longest time when she was a kid and everybody was like, oh, that's cool. You know, little people, you know, children have imaginary friends all the time. <laughs> little people, you know, children. Um, they have they have imaginary friends all the time. So it's not a problem. But then she got older and older, and she had more imaginary friends. And then her imaginary friend from the beginning, the man she had described, she'd always describe him having like a you know a hat on. He had a very nice face, and he was wearing black. And then it got more descriptive, like he was wearing really shiny shoes, and you know he had, had an actual hat on, like a, a hat she could describe, and he had a particular type of face. Um, and so they were worried, like, okay, is somebody coming by the house, like, and talking to her while we're not there? And so they did all this research and everything because they were terrified. I mean, imagine what happened if you. You know, you had a kid. It was just like, yeah, there's a totally normal person that just hangs out in our house all the time and you can't see him. Totes by like that would be a problem. And yeah. so they found out that the guy who had lived in the house before them um, was buried in Linwood Cemetery here in uh, in Columbus. It's Is either Linwood or uh, hospital over there. Oh, no, that's Park Hill. Okay. Um, so Linwood's the one farther north. Um, I could be wrong about that. Prepare for comments. Um, <laughs> uh, my geography is awful. My storytelling is great. Uh, no, but so they asked her all these questions. They found out that he was in that particular place. He's in a mausoleum in either Linwood or Park Hill. I believe it's Linwood. And so they took her to the mausoleum and they didn't want to tell her the name. The name they found on the mausoleum, and I'll kind of spoil it, is Gordy, James Peter Gordy. And that was the name of the guy. But they never told her that. And they just brought her around the mausoleum. And all of a sudden, as they passed his thing, they started like two mausoleums over. And as they passed his plot, she went, oh, there he is right there. And just pointed, pointed right at the mausoleum. It was wow. like, yep, that's Mr. Uh, oh, it's Mr. Gordy. Yep. And they See, were like, I've never heard that part. I've never heard that story. No, it's terrifying. Um, and apparently she's still around. Now, she doesn't want to have anything to do with that story anymore because apparently it made her life very hard. I yes. You know, people who are. People are always going to be asking you questions, whether they're believers or skeptics. And it right. probably yes. gets pretty annoying because oh, sure. um, it's not like, you know, celebrity that you can make money out of. You know, it was a celebrity that was just probably pretty intrusive. So she works in the medical field now. Uh, oh, she's wow. changed her name 
Um, yeah. But she still lives like here somewhere in this. I'm looking over my shoulders if she's back there. Um, <laughs> There's Heidi right behind me. No, she's somewhere in Columbus. <laughs> no, but she uh, she's changed. She's gotten married, so her maiden mm-hmm. name has changed. Um, and yeah, apparently she just she still sees things. Apparently, wow. like people will check. Yeah, in it like never goes away. Just mm-hmm. FYI, that's so cool. Coming from someone that's you know same situation. That's, that's interesting. It doesn't go away. Did you have imaginary friends? My friend, uh, my friend who did all the research with me, she is insistent that it is a common thing that people often have imaginary friends that turn out to be. No, own. that's not consistent. I had an imaginary cat. He had an imaginary. Yeah, I'm so basic. Did he? It wasn't real. I know. I remember. I remember thinking of the cat because it was the cat I wanted. I wanted this cat, and I just was like, "Yeah, it's imaginary." Foster's home. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think actually her sister, um, or the oldest one, she would see the ghost and all from the one I remember in the Gordy house. But then th- she had a younger sister, and the younger sister started seeing the ghost, and that's when they realized it wasn't an imaginary friend. Well, I find that all the ghost stories generally change yeah. with each retelling. I'm sure my story, my version is different than somebody else. Well, else's. I've never heard yours, so that's really interesting. Well, no, I mean, I did this, so my all of mine come from research, and I say research with air quotes. I mean, like, I do pretty decent what I consider research, but no scholarly you know, article ever reviewed me, so I can't <laughs> promise I'm 110% accurate, uh, but... But that's the story I found reported on, I believe it was like BBC did a thing. There were a number of like big kind of it high is. profile wow. news stories about her because she had things that people couldn't explain. And whenever that happens, people are always like, what do you think about this science? And so, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of backlash. Yeah. Um, well, and really when cool they left out, there was another family that moved in. And the only reason why I know this is because my friend currently lives in the house. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but before her, she moved in, there was another family that lived there. And they would wake up with scratches on their body and the like kitchen cabinets would just fly open and things would be everywhere. I mean, it was like bad ghosts were in that house now, then. I am terrified of bad ghosts. Yes. Like as someone, because I'll be honest with you guys, until doing this, I wasn't really a big ghost person. Like my friend was super into ghosts and I was like, yeah, you know, old buildings and <laughs> pipes. Smile and, at Matt. <laughs> you know, big buildings and pipes and stuff. And right. I do believe that a lot of, you know, things are pipes because infrasound, you should look up infra- infrasound. Infrasound is cool. It's most ghosts. But, <laughs> but, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, after doing all of the stuff in the Springer, I am mm, like hedging my bets on let's just be polite. Let's just be polite in case they're real because, mm, like, so Edwin. Edwin is the most prolific ghost of the Springer. He's the most one of the most famous. And so mm. people talk about him. They represent a lot of stuff that people hear happen to Edwin. Um, but the thing that like is totally accurate about Edwin. So Edwin likes to poke people on the shoulder. Oh. Um, and so what what will happen is we have this place in the Springer. I say we. I'm not theirs. Um, <laughs> there is this place in the Springer called the Hall of Legends. Now, the secret about the Hall of Legends is before it was the Hall of Legends, it was Pigeon Alley. It was this alley in between these two buildings, and the reason people called it Pigeon Alley is because it would people birds would get stuck there Aww. in oops. between in between the buildings, That's and sad. then oops, and they wouldn't get out because you know pigeons are not that smart, mm. and so the, there was somebody's job to go clean it up, but it backed right up onto the one of the dressing rooms, um, mm. one of the ones that was like Edwin's, it was his big one. Um, and so that's why they say it's him that usually does it. People will be standing in there. And if you haven't ever been in there, there's all these pictures of uh, famous people who have worked at the Springer, um, like Mark Twain and um, well, who is he that just passed away? Um, uh, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Yep. He's got a poster up in there all about, you know, all the different things they did there. And people swear every time that they'll be doing there and somebody will just lightly come up and just tap them on the shoulder. 
and they'll turn over and look and there'll be nobody there because it was a ghost. Mm. And and so and like people say that happens all the time. I've never been poked, mm -hmm. but I can tell you that I've wandered around the Springer in the dark and I move like I hustle. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't hang about um, places. One of the really cool things is that the top floor, and mm -hmm. this is one of the things that I think really contributes to the unease that people feel, is the top floor has not been fully renovated. Mm. Like, you know, the lights are new and the paint is good, and it's not like it's falling apart or anything. It just, right. the structure is the same. Mm. And so humans have been getting taller for the last oh, yeah. 200 years. And the Springer was built like um, 200 years ago. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry, I looked at my watch, which I'm not wearing. Um, so you all got that visual joke. Uh, no, but so the Springer was built 200 years ago. And so the thing is, is that all of the toilets and the fixtures, everything comes standard whenever you buy it. Like even back then, stuff came standard because mm. it's hard to make individual toilets. Right. You know, you need a mold. It's porcelain. And so everything is about six inches shorter than where you think it should be. Mm. The toilet is six inches shorter. The sink is six inches shorter. All the fixings are six inches shorter. And so whenever you do anything, you have to interact with it in a completely different way than normal. But it's not so different that you understand what's happening. You just feel different. Mm. And you're like, I'm washing my hands, and this is different. It's Why am like I hunched over like when this? When you go to <laughs> a church... And you're stuck in the daycare place and for all the little kids and they have the little kid toilets and you have to go to the bathroom in the little kid bathroom and you're like, why am I using this tiny little toilet? Yeah, it's that feeling, but you don't know why. <laughs> like, imagine if you went into a bathroom and were just immediately uncomfortable. Like, uh, I don't know why this is wrong, but it's wrong. It's super subtle but, then. Yeah, because when, because like it's, it doesn't really hit until you try and sit down. Uh. Because that fall, I just don't, yes. I want... I, Dear listeners, you guys all make a uh, trust fall every day before you sit on the toilet. Um, and it's a trust fall that you forget about because you do it every day. Yes. But when that toilet is not there for you, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> when it is not where you think it should be. Or when you have a cast and you can't put any weight on it. Oh, oh poor yeah. thing. That was lovely. Yeah. Life is hard. I'm sorry. Oh, and just... Uh, no, it's okay. I just kind of muscled and clawed my way out of the bathroom. I hate to go into the kids' bathroom. For for some context, um, for people that aren't from Columbus, the Springer Opera House is the oldest uh, theater complex in Georgia, right? Yeah, it's yes. the... Um, so we're actually... Where we are is sitting right next to the first theater in Columbus, the Soul Smith Theater. Oh, yeah. It's not the there sign, anymore. Yeah. The sign's out there. Um, it's literally right behind the parking lot of this building. Uh, but the Springer... Um, it was established in 1871 as a grocery store, and then there oh, was wow. a theater built on the top floor, um, well, on the second floor, which was at that time the top floor. And so they've been building and building and building for like the last 200 years, basically, although um, they have some really cool history, history recently. They were about to be torn down about 16 to 20 years ago, wow. um, and I, I say that loosely like because it's 20, 2018, mm -hmm. and this story is always told by people who tell it from 10 years ago, Yeah. Um, so it probably is closer to 30 but it was in danger of being turned into a, um, a parking deck. Like they oh, wanted wow. to take it down because that government building's right across the street. Yeah. And they were like, you know what would go great here? A dope, a dope parking lot. That sounds great. <laughs> right. Put a dope old parking lot there. And then, and because the building wasn't even used, it mm. was used as a movie theater for a little while, but it was basically, basically abandoned a lot of places. Like really? a lot of the top floor was not safe at all to go up. Oh. In fact, so at the very top of the Springer, um, there is a third floor there. there. Well, there are a couple of different floors because it's a weird mishmash building. Mm -hmm. But the the big original theater, the grand main stage theater, has three floors. Mm -hmm. And on the top is where everybody who was of low class would sit. Uh -huh. So, like, anybody who was a servant or if you were, you know, if you were a black person, you had to sit in the top. Mm -hmm. um, and so they still have the stairs, like the back stairs that you had to climb up because you weren't allowed to be seen. Right. 
And so those are called the like the um, restricted stairs, the African American stairs, because um, they always made the same people use them. Right. But they're still there, um, and it's not safe anymore <laughs> because it's not. Like, it's one of the few things that you can still see, but they don't recommend walking people around on mm-hmm. because it's original wood. Right. Um, and so if you walk around there, you're going to plunge through and fall. <laughs> um, uh, but they have all this stuff they found while redoing the Springer, like all these different Coke bottles and uh, mm-hmm. soda things they found, like, inside the wall from where people had placed it, like, 100 years ago during construction. Wow. Super cool. Um, yeah. There's also a tunnel. From the Springer Opera House to the Rankin Den across the street. Really? I heard that. Yeah, that is a true thing. That is, I mean, it's sealed now. Wink, yeah. wink, students. Um, <laughs> it's, it's sealed now. You really can't get into it. But if you've ever been in the Rankin Den and you've gone down to that restroom that's on that bottom floor. Ah, I see the stairs. That's it. That's where it is. That, it, it's that other door. Now, it's sealed and you can't get into it, but that's where it is. It's because the Rankin used to be a hotel, right? Yeah, so the Rankin did used to be a hotel. Oh, I have all sorts of stories about that building. Um, That's a creepy um, building, too. It is a creepy building. <laughs> it's a really creepy That's because it's a billion years old. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but so the Rankin did used to be a hotel, and there was a saloon in it. Now, the, um, oh, the wow. Springer has a saloon in it, but before they had a saloon built in, their actors would stay in the hotel on the top floor because it used to be a hotel up there. They would work all day in the Springer, and they would go through the tunnel to the saloon across the street because they didn't want to go out and have to face their adoring fans because right. back then— I mean, people like John Wilkes Booth performed here and oh, wow. Edwin Booth. Yeah. Before they were super famous. Yeah. I mean, well, they were super famous. Imagine. So people forget this. But when John Wilkes Booth assassinated the president, he was of a local celebrity to the point it would be like if Elton John assassinated the president. Yeah. Or Elton John's brother. How about right. this? Right. You know? No, no, no. It's, here's what it'd be. Beyonce's sister from Destiny's <laughs> Child. She came and assassinated the president. And then... Beyonce waited five years and decided to come back and have a big thing. That's what Edwin, Edwin Booth was. Really? Because he had to come back and be, continue being an actor after his brother straight up shot the president. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, he came back and performed for the first time ever after his brother assassinated him at the Springer and he did Hamlet. And he it went so well. Good that's choice. why people say that he um that's why the people say he haunts the Springer. Because like people love him. That's who him. you meant by Edwin. Okay. It's Edwin just Booth. now clicking. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, yeah. and in the Soul Smith Theater right behind us, that is where John Wilkes Booth got shot in the butt. Really? He got mm-hmm. shot? Yes, he did. So you think this was after he assassinated the president? No, it was before. Uh, so he was rehearsing a scene with Ophelia. They were also doing Hamlet because John and Edwin would compete on shows. like Because oh. um, they both were playing the leading men. You know, yeah. Usually they weren't in the same show um, unless they were working with their dad. But they also did. Anyway, so he was rehearsing with a lady who was playing Ophelia, who was Viola Canning, Matthew Canning, the stage manager of the show's wife. Mm. And apparently they were rehearsing a rather amorous scene. Uh. I don't know if you've read <laughs> Hamlet, but there are no amorous scenes in it. Um, when Matthew Canning came in and proceeded to disrupt the proceedings with a loaded pistol, wow. which he fired into John Wilkes Booth's behind. Um, wow. Now, you can think, how do you shoot somebody in the behind? Well, let me posit to you this. If someone is... Perhaps on all fours or in a kneeling position facing away from you. It's pretty easy to shoot somebody in the butt. Wow. Um, And he shot him in the butt. And so Hamlet that night had to be canceled. And they were like, Hamlet canceled due to injury. Um, They should have put canceled due to buckshot. But um, (laughs) (laughs) it's one of my favorite stories because they were just like, yeah, that's John Wilkes Booth. He got shot in the butt over here and he assassinated the president. Yeah. Um, What What a track record. He really did. He's got a lot of um, very interesting things. He was known for being a philanderer. Oh. Um, yeah. 
And it's, that's an attorney office back there now. It is, yeah. It's an attorney's <laughs> office, which proves that you can change the building, but you can't paint. You can't change the motives. You just yeah. got to make it more difficult. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> wow. That, and because like I'm only 21 years old. So, Congratulations. Um, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your liver. For my <laughs> for my whole life, the Springer has been like, because you know, schools go there. Yeah, so I got the whole, you. So my, I never knew it was ever like abandoned for a while. Oh, absolutely. No, the, the history of it is fantastic. Um, the p- person you need to thank for all that is Emily Woodruff, Paul Pierce, and Ron Anderson. Mm-hmm. And those are the people for the last like three years. Um, not the last three years. Emily Woodruff put a whole lot of money into mm-hmm. restoring the Springer. And then Paul Pierce and Ron Anderson were the people who were really key in keeping everything going and doing fantastic work lately. Um, Ron Anderson just passed away. Yeah, um, I heard so, that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So it's really, really all about cool people who who really cared about it and made sure that it stayed a thing, um, which I think is really great. Because yeah. I didn't even move here till four years ago. Oh wow! Yep, I moved here four years ago for college. And, from where? Um, from Valdosta, Georgia. I'm okay. actually a hick. I just have a different. This is my <laughs> not my real accent. This is oh. a fake accent. I, I was just saying you sometimes have like a southern thing going on. Yeah, it? no, it is um, definitively on purpose. I am trying not <laughs> to sound like a hick. Uh, if I do, you will all dislike me. Um, <laughs> wow. No, it's just the, those people that you see come off the back of the trucks. Like I was one of those people who came off the back of the truck, and I sounded like it. And I wanted people to take me seriously. Mm-hmm. And you can't walk into a classroom and be like howdy y'all i'm here to take english 311 <laughs> i've heard it I've, I've definitely heard that well now you're like fully integrated into columbus i am i'm, I'm one of you people now yeah you even work here you I started you here. helped start a business here i did i did you can never I leave i did i mean i we we also did food tours beginning mm-hmm. um when we first started doing food tours it was brand new for me mm-hmm. um because we had to go all these different places and eat all these different weird places we go to the uh, juice bar downtown mm-hmm. that serves all the different juices and everything and let me just tell you you think that kids are picky about vegetables Try adults oh. who have like already decided what they do and don't like at like age 30. And now they're age 42 and spending money like it's water. Like no one is going to convince them to try anything new. <laughs> like you think it's hard to get green beans down the mouth of a five-year-old? No, no, no. Try convincing an 80-year-old grandma who knows she doesn't like green beans to try <laughs> anything new. It's impossible. It's a little more aggressive, I imagine. It is a little more aggressive. They're quite aggressive. <laughs> They're like, I'm not drinking that. And the kids are just going to throw a fit. They're going to throw the uh, cup at you. Kids kids have certain issues that I actually really respect. Because a kid will just be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the biggest problem. If a kid likes something, it's going to be amazing. Because mm-hmm. he's going to be like, that was great. Thanks. <laughs> you know? And if a kid doesn't like something, at least you get honest feedback. Yeah. Like, he's never going to be like, yeah, I thought the... Uh Thought the ambiance was too dull. What he meant was he was bored. He, he bored him. You know, you don't have to figure out what the kid wanted. An adult will be like, no, I had a great time. And then, you know, not tip you or not, you know, mm. talk to you again and lie to you. So I like kids because yeah. at least if I'm talking to a kid, like when a kid goes, oh, my gosh, that was scary. I was like, you're darn right. It was scary. <laughs> I'm a scary dude. So I, I'm way different. I'm like, if I didn't enjoy myself, I'll tip a little less than 50% because I tip 50% minimum which is not good for the wallet, but I feel like I need to. So if it wasn't as good as I'd hope, I'm like, okay, $20, you know? Well, I mean, I don't really mind about tipping because like as a tour guide, I, I'm a shameless and attention person. I need attention. That's really? the only reason I do this. The only reason I do anything is so people give me attention. So when people don't tip me, I'm like, I already got what I needed out of you. You already emotionally validated me. Right. Like, like you think you're cutting me loose. Nah, I'm cutting you loose. That's your payment. That's my payment. You already looked at me for two hours. Like that's all I needed. This right here. Uh, but no, I don't really mind, um, especially because it's a brand new thing. Like a lot of people have never done anything like this before. Yeah. So it's not like there's some convention that people are breaking. 
if they're not like overly generous because I make right. decent money, so it's not it's not too bad. That's good. And my um, this is going to sound like a whole different subject, but we, you mentioned Savannah earlier because mm-hmm. I know Savannah does have my mom's going to Savannah at the end of this month, so I'm going to convince her to go on the tour here because I think she'd like it. You should convince her to go on the tour here. You should convince her to go on the uh, Springer tour. Um, and the Haunted History Tour, because they're separate. Like, they're two different things. Oh, no, I'm going to go on both, because I love history, and I love Columbus. You should. Well, I can't tell you any more stories, because then I'll ruin the thing for you. Yeah, no. Um, No. It's perfect timing, actually. I got you. We're at 58 minutes. Well, I am perfect in every way. (laughs) So, Uh, so, um, again, yes, we're at 58 minutes. Um, Thank you so much for coming in, um, for everything you've done. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, so... um, you're tuned into the Graveyard Shift on 88.5 FM. WCG Cougar Radio, do you have any closing thoughts, Amelia? Not really. <laughs> well. I mean, if I did, it'd be another like 45 minutes. So okay. I'll talk to him after. <laughs> yeah. So um, my name is Sorry. Matt. <clears throat> Sinus problem. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Amelia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Asher. <laughs> I don't have any sinus problems. <laughs> um, and he chose our last song. Um, it's uh, Lake Street Dive Lola. I'm ready to hear it. I'm actually excited to hear it. So thank you for tuning in. Um, We'll see you next time. Hey!